hey, I, ra- I rather go the slow road than the quick road, you know, because I feel like it's almost like a marathon. So like, this is why I tell people. So if you had to to run a sprint, right, it's not a big deal. But if you've never run before and all of a sudden you had to run a marathon, you're going to break down. There's no way you're going to be able to do it. So I feel like if you're slowly building those skills, then you have a better chance of being able to make it to the finish line than breaking down a mile in. You know what I mean? So. To the passion behind the art show it's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their we have the different perspectives we host. have the different opinions you know yeah. nobody's stopping you here from you know saying what's happening nobody stopped there um all of the private media has been literally closed down like they it's illegal for any news outlets to run anything that isn't specifically from their government like there it's only now it's only their government media propaganda basically that's all it is no one else is allowed to make any news What's up? Thank you for stopping by. You're in for a treat. Remember to check out my newest project, flyteddy.com. Flyteddy.com. Now, time for this week's episode. Well, I'm super excited to have my brother from another mother, Anderson Blue, on the hey, Passion Beyond Art Show. Welcome, brother. How you doing, man? Long time, uh, no talk. I know, right? And this guy has been completely killing it. Now, where do I start? What have (laughs) you been up to? Like, first of all, got married. Yep. Did you have a baby yet? I did. I did. I know. That's right. I haven't posted any photos online like that. But uh, yeah, she's, uh, man, 10 weeks now. 10 whole weeks. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely uh, still in the war zone, if you know what I mean, as far as sleep and stuff like that. Wow. How how was that feeling, bro? When you was like official, I'm a dad. I'm still wrapping my head around it to be honest with you. Um <laughs> just everything just happened so fast, but I love it. It's 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 definitely different than what I thought it would be. Um I just thought like this thing would take over my life, which it has, and I thought it'd be more of an inconvenience, but you know, I've I've really enjoyed everything so far. It's definitely just a learning curve. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I'm looking at things differently. You're trying to, you know, make sure I'm not working all the time and I'm trying to make time to watch her grow and be there and stuff like that. And it's made me uh, change some things I'll be doing in the future. But hey, man, it's been it, it's it's been great. It's definitely been nothing but a blessing. It's crazy. Talk about like one second perspective shift. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. Absolutely. As, as soon as. As soon as that baby came here, uh, her name is Izzy. It was just like, oh, this is every day. This is every single day. Like, I wake up, I'm like, I do this all over again. Okay, cool, no problem. So, uh, but yeah, you 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 have how many? Four. Oh, you got your stars and stripes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you got your stars and stripes. Hey, I need to come to you for advice. Yeah, I got a high schooler, two junior high schools. Oh, wow. And an eight-year-old. 
how's the high school experience? Because I feel like it's, we know how um, high school is. <laughs> it it's um it's it's interesting um you know what i mean actually i feel like the biggest junior high school is a bigger shift like from junior high school to elementary mm-hmm. is a bigger shift from like el- um, middle school to um high school mm-hmm. like their shift is larger and um haven't hit too much of the attitudes haven't hit That's too good. much of that so um thank god for that Hey, but it's a it, Caribbean it's household, the, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> None of that. So, so um, but one of the things is like my role has changed. And you got and one that's one of the things like as you get older, you learn. Like my role, I'm still in the in-between of like a counselor and a consultant. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the, the things that, you know, uh, you learn as you go along, like like eventually i'm gonna move to a consultant to where like they're calling me when they need me yeah yeah yeah. um right now i'm still in the the counselor preparing them uh asking her questions having her think about things before Mm -hmm. she does it because it's like at the end of the day it's all about like preparing them to make decisions without me Mm -hmm. and and my wife for sure so that's that's the biggest deal um I'm a girl dad. Got three oh. girls. Oh wow! And I got one boy. So last one was a boy. So um, made it happen on the last try. Yeah. <laughs> you know the crazy part is you know the funny part is my wife wanted that more than me. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Like after the third time, I was good to go, and she was like, "Nah, we ain't good." Hey, that's what's up. We go, we after, go, for, <laughs> go for it again. Because after the first time, I I told my wife I was like, "I'm be honest with you. If you told me you didn't want to do this again, I would I would totally understand." <laughs> Because I'm telling you right now, if me, Anderson, was the person I was carrying, this would have been a one-shot deal. A hundred percent. There's no way. So, shout out, to, shout out to all my ladies out there that make it happen, man. You got 100%. nothing but my respect. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, yeah. That's all I can say. hundred yep. percent. These ladies, they play. Yep. They're, they, don't they're get, they don't get enough credit. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. So... Dad, girl, dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, how is ma- how is marriage life? Because I don't think I talked to you since you've been married. Yeah, no, marriage life is marriage life is good. You know, um, no, it's good. So, like, I've been with my wife for like maybe seven years before we got married. Mm-hmm. So it feels like more of the same, but just more of like more trust because like now mm-hmm. we're married. You know what I mean? Yep. So, but we're good. We both have like a good balance, a good understanding. Um, she's a psychologist, so she works in the wow. school system. Yeah. So uh, she works with special needs. Like that's where her entire school so um, is is uh, centered around. So she's good. She's super patient, and like what's good about it is she only works the school hours. So after that, in the summer, she's totally off. So she wants to travel with me for stuff. She can, and and it's been great, you know. And then you know, it allows me to work all year round and stuff like that but um marriage life is good you know like for me and you 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 might have had the same thing but you know doing your own business i knew right away that like you got to be in a relationship you can't be out here chasing these girls can't do it you'll you'll, you'll never get nothing done i'm telling you so like as soon as we met um i was just like no this is this is it i'm sticking to this one and i'm happy that i did because everything has been easier i've been able to be focused and get things done 
And for me, there's no mystery to why I've been able to kind of keep this business running in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she's just like my uh, my foundation. So it's it's been good. That's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of the same thing with my wife. She she um she works at a school too, so she's out when school is out. So and that's new to us. So, so um, I'm enjoying it. Like okay, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Like the whole idea of when school is out, she's out. So it's just, it's a new dynamic for us, but um, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So, how long she's been in the school system? It's since this year. Since uh, oh wow, so brand new, brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 a whole new venture for me, um, for her too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But she's she enjoys it. She's like, okay, once they are out of school, I'm out of school. I'm yeah. good with that. Three and o'clock. it's and it, and it's and it's one of the things like, and I know. You're going to speak to some of this, like, these are some of the things that we plan for, like, down the line. Like, she's always said she want to be in the school system mm-hmm. because because of travel-wise. When when the summer's out, we'll be able to travel. Mm-hmm. And between me renovating the van and, our, and us wanting to always travel, like, that was a big deal for us. So um, her being able to do those things was kind of a, like, long-term plan, which is now right. coming into play. So, hey, that's dope. It yeah. sounds like, uh, you know, my wife did the same exact thing. She wanted to be off in the summer. She don't care what's going on. She wanted to be able to, you know, have a set schedule, be off at three o'clock, have the rest of your day. I respect mm-hmm. it. All right. So you have been doing a whole bunch of different things, right? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch. Um, first, I want to ask, like, did you make any kind of shift to ramp up what was going on or, or did the stars just align? Um, uh, okay. So after the pandemic, every year I've been shifting, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and I'll explain. So like in 2019, right? Like my main focus was just the artwork. You know, I was trying to figure out the art prints, did my first sneaker, and I was like, you know what? I like doing sneaker design. Let me go down that lane. And I want to build the Anderson Blue brand. Pandemic happened. And it was kind of just like chaos. Because the way that I see it is the first thing that goes away is people buying things they don't need, which is artwork. You know what I mean? So I was very, very uh, concerned about like, hey, you know, am I going to stop selling art? How do I pivot? What do I do? Right. Um, but in 2019, the whole time I was focused on building social media just because of my friends and watching what they were doing. I just knew if you built a social media, it's almost like like playing defense, right? So meaning that like even if, let's say, the art print slowed down, then at least I have the social media to where that might allow me to you know work with other brands or whatever. So what ended up happening was um, 2019, I was like testing out TikTok, right? Like it came on my radar. I heard about it. And then... Um, Towards the end of the year, I was like, oh, there's something here. But this is before people really took to it. This is where, like, it was nothing but, like, 16-year-olds dancing. That's all I saw, you know? But I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on this because at the end of the day, I'm looking on the Apple on the Apple iTunes or the Apple app, and it's number one. So that's mm-hmm. all I needed to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to be honest, I've given up on Instagram because it felt like it's almost impossible to grow on just with the algorithm or whatever. Um, pandemic happens, and then um, this is when like the NBA shuts down, uh, everything shuts down, and I'm like, you know what? My TikTok is growing. I might have hit like 100k. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep doing that or whatever. 
And at the time, I'm watching these numbers. I'm like, my God, like I'm growing 5,000, 10,000 a day. I'm like, okay, let me just keep doing that. And then in the year 2020, all of a sudden it became like the app to go to. And when it did that, I was probably at like 500K or whatever, which is like, these are numbers that I didn't even think were possible. You know what I mean? Like I dreamed about these numbers. So um, what ended up happening was brands started reaching out to me like, hey, man, do you want to do some partnerships? Do you want to design for us? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I always wanted to go down the creative agency route, but it wasn't until they started reaching out. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do the art prints, but I'm also going to do the designing and the partnerships with them. And then pretty much what ended up happening was it just changed my business. It became so big that I had to kind of pivot and make more time to build content. And then these last two years, what ended up happening was, don't ask me how, but I guess I, I, I turned into a content creator. You know what I mean? And I've just been following that ever since. So literally these last two years, I just went from just being an artist selling artwork. And now I have this new branch where it's designing for other brands, doing collaborations, doing marketing through my channels. And uh, I, I just plan to continue growing that. All right. So you said a lot right there. So what was one of the things that you kind of because you weren't just like. Don't sell yourself short, bro. <laughs> um, you weren't just creating content like. Right. A lot of people are creating content. I could say myself. I mean, I don't really create content. I'm too busy creating somebody else's content. <laughs> so I almost never you almost never see me posted it because I'm too busy building somebody else's brand. I get it. But like it was the it was the kind of content also i mean that had to be doing something you know what i mean yeah yeah i i, I would say so um so i'll say this i always wanted to go down like the teaching route as far as art right as far as mm -hmm. doing tutorials as far as giving advice on how to better your career or from the business side but with youtube it was difficult for me to do at the time because I was so new to the whole video editing process and stuff like that. So I saw TikTok as a way to practice because this is where I saw it. Anybody could do anything for 15 seconds. If I ask you to run down the street for 15 seconds, I promise you could do it. I actually run a mile and be like, you're going to think about it. You know what I mean? So I said, I'm going to try to make the best 15 second videos that I can. And that will help me to learn how to make longer content and um that's how i approached it just, and i did it for like two years of me just doing it and then slowly 15 turned to 20 20 turned to 30 and then was able then i was able to figure out what i wanted to do as far as like don't want to continue teaching don't want to continue doing business but that's what really got the ball rolling so when you say so what were you using to edit the videos what did you end up using so I start out, what's the one that comes with the Mac at first? Is it iMovie? Am I making yeah. that up? So I start yeah. off with that, and I okay. realize, I'm, and I realize, like, you, you can't do anything with this. <laughs> and then, and then um, I said, okay, what's a good app that's close to iMovie that lets me, you know, customize mm -hmm. things? And that was Final Cut Pro. And what I didn't gotcha. want to do is I didn't want to get anything that was so complicated that I needed a degree to use. Because I've, I've, I've already done that with Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. I'm done. 
I need something simple that gets to the point. So that's what Final Cut, Final Cut Pro did. It was perfect. It let me customize it. And I learned as much as I could through that. But this was the, was this the desktop version or the, um, desktop. the mobile version? Oh, desktop version. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's desktop. awesome, bro. Yeah, man. So yeah. you spent two years just kind of mm-hmm. using TikTok to put your, get your foot in the door, yeah. get your foot in the water, getting better at like videos yeah. and stuff like that. The hardest thing for me was, um, especially with social media. I used to always look at it like, how can I use it to promote my artwork, right? Like, you got to constantly mm-hmm. promote your artwork. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create content that these people want to see. So you tell me what you want. You want to learn how to draw SpongeBob? No problem. I got you. I'll show you how to do it. And at first, I was very concerned because I was just like, is this going to hurt my brand by kind of, mm-hmm. it almost felt like taking a step back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as artists, we kind of overthink things. I was definitely doing that. But... What I did was, and I would suggest anybody to do this, is when I was first on TikTok for the first two years, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't promote it. I didn't say a word. I just was on TikTok and making the best content on there and just figuring it out. Didn't put it on my Instagram, didn't put it on my YouTube, didn't tell anybody. I don't think I said anything until I hit like 700 cams. Like, hey, by the way, guys, I'm on TikTok. You want to come check it out? But that was really it. And I'm happy I did that because I wasn't worried about like, constantly showing sneaker stuff for the anderson blue brand you get what i'm saying and at the end of the day i think it was a good it's one of my best decisions only because it allowed me to try different things out i wasn't as self-conscious and it really opened doors i didn't think would ever open that is awesome so you kind of spent more time creating um artwork and designs Mm -hmm. with other brands Versus mm-hmm. like doing your prints. How did you, I know you say you kind of struggled with that. What was that thought process? How did you, did you just kind of say yes to everything? <laughs> um, if it made sense, if it, if, if it made sense. So for me, especially right now, my whole thing is like, what can I do to better the Anderson Blue portfolio? Because my plan right now is just to build the Anderson Blue brand. So if it's like, perfect example, when Spotify called me to say, hey, we want you to do a mural, that makes sense, right? Um, and when I did that mural, they said, hey, we want you to do a mural, but you have five days to do it, which is like impossible. And I told them, I was like, yeah, I figured it out. No problem. Yeah, I could do it. I had no idea what I was doing. But I did it because I knew at the end of the day, Nobody cares what it looks like on the back end. As long as it's on that wall and it looks nice, it's now part of my portfolio. So especially this year, any project that made sense, that's, you know, bettered my portfolio, I was definitely doing. Okay. So one of the things that us as creatives struggle with, especially if we've been known for a certain thing, mm-hmm. is branching off into other things. Mm-hmm. We literally drive ourselves crazy mm-hmm. with trying it not branching off in certain things because I'm not known for that. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I still struggle with that um, to this day. I'm going to be honest with you, I do. Um, But you know what it is? As I talk to people, nobody talks to me about that. That's not, it doesn't even come up. It's just that like, yeah, you do that TikTok stuff. That's awesome, man. Nobody's really diving into it, you know? And one of the things that I did that uh, I feel like... um, made it better when I made a tr- transition was tutorials I did is just tutorials. If you want to learn how to draw certain things, come on down. I'll show you how to do it. 
But if you want to see what I really do is artwork, that's what's being sold on the website. This is the stuff I sell. And this is the stuff I teach. You get what I'm saying? And uh, I remember I was talking to a photographer and he just told me right away. Uh, he's just like, hey, I just, look, I just look at this like you're giving back. You're showing people how to do a skill. And that's really it. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's what made it better on my end. It made me feel think, better at least. And I like one of the things I like about what you're doing is that. Because I know I've struggled with that, and I know the creatives have struggled with that. Like, everything is under one umbrella. You're not, like, doing... Because the more umbrellas you get, the more your focus is split. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of, like, the the plan? No matter what I do, it's going to be on this one umbrella? That That's, that's what it turned out to be, you know? Mm. Like what you said, uh, it's really hard to run so many things at one time, you know? Like for me, this year was the year of growing pains because so many different avenues were growing. So so many different things were growing. And the game, pl- so the strategy I had last year does not work for this year right. because things are so much bigger. So honestly, what I do is I just try to be kind to myself. I'm just like, hey, we're going to do the best job possible. Um, and whatever happens, happens. And then we'll address it at the end. And then we'll figure out how to make better decisions in the future. That That's that's really it. That's all you can do. Well, one of the cool things I could say is like, what you're creating is like, I'm Anderson Blue. Come see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not so, it's, you are doing some cool stuff. Like we could mm-hmm. go down the list of the cool things, but it's also like 100%. Like I like Anderson Blue. Come see what I'm doing. You may know me for sneakers, but you may know me for prints, but, I also do stuff with reference. So, and I think that is easier in the sense that when it, especially when it comes to personal brands, I feel like mm-hmm. it's easier when it comes to stuff like that. I just I just cuz I know I struggle with that and I and I I've been watching and thinking it through and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I think at the end of the day, if there's anything I put my name on to, it has to be something that like has to be something that I'm about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I've watched Gary V. So funny story is I got on TikTok because I was reading a Gary V book, right? Like I follow the guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so when he hit me up, I'm like, of course I'm going to do this. You know, like when Spotify hit me up, like I, I use the application. So 99% of the collaboration that come my way, I, I just don't do it because it just doesn't make any sense. But the stuff mm-hmm. that I do, you know, I want to do it because it just aligns with who I am and my brand and things that I enjoy. That makes sense. So for me, if I if if I put my like my hands in it, it got it has to be something that I do. You know what I mean? What was that process with Gary V like? Um, it was cool. I'm gonna be honest with you. His team is was wonderful to work with. You know, you know how it is as an artist. Sometimes it could be tough to work with some of these companies, but they gave me a lot of creative control. Um, you know, we sat down, we talked about what it could be. Um, and for his NFT project, he has like, I think 188 different characters that he drew. Mm-hmm. So they just asked me like, Hey, just pick one and put your own spin on it. And then we just came, um, to the agreement of the kind warrior as one of the characters he, he came up with. And, um, I just put my spin on it and tur- made it look like a video game character, but the process was smooth. I had, you know, crave license to do whatever I wanted to do. And, um, they were wonderful to work with. Uh, and even, you know, when you first meet people on Zoom, you might say, like, mm-hmm. I wonder what they're like in real person, but hanging out with their team. I haven't, I haven't met Gary 
um, face-to-face. We've talked, like, via DM. But as far as me working with his team, like, A+. They're really, like, the sweetest people. I was shocked. I was like, wow. And, you know, what I really respect is the people I was talking to were, like, 20-year-olds. And I am just and I told them, I was like, hey, man, I'll be honest with you. When I was 20, ain't no way I was doing this. Absolutely not. So I give you guys all the kudos in the world. You guys are crushing it. Um, yeah, man, it, it, was, it, was, it was great. That's cool. That's cool. One of my boys that I knew for years from way, way back, he, he did some work with... um. Vayner Media. Mm-hmm. So he he's a freelancer. So he went up there and he was like um, an art director for like I think a year and a half over there. That's awesome. But he but he jumps from like what he does. He jumps from agency to agency. He doesn't like get tied down. He'll just mm-hmm. come in as a hired gun and just knock out whatever you need. Yeah. It may be art direction. It may be creative mm-hmm. direction. Then he's like deuces. So it's kind of cool to kind of hear your perspective. Yeah. No, it was like I said. It was to me. It was like a, it was like a dream come true because it's like there's people that you watch, right? And I won't say like you put them on a pedestal, but there's people that like when you watch them so much, it almost doesn't feel like it seems real. And then when like you actually have the opportunity to meet them, it's like a surreal moment because you remember when you were watching them to get information, and now mm-hmm. it's almost like. You know, I think Kobe said it like I was watching Jordan and all of a sudden I'm playing alongside him. I had to change my mindset all of a sudden. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, so so and, and that's what it felt like, you know, so I would definitely do another project. Um, it makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction with all these things that I'm doing. And um, yeah, no complaints. That's cool. And, and plus, Gary kind of influenced a lot of entrepreneurs of this mm-hmm. Was it last? I would say the last ten years. Yeah, really hot. Within the last eight, eight mm-hmm. to seven years, yep. he really influenced a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of um, immigrant entrepreneurs. Um, so I would say, like, no matter how you feel, if he's not your style, like, <laughs> I think for the most part, anybody who runs into him, he, they would have a like a surreal moment. You know what I mean? Even the people that like not fans of him i feel like you run into him or do something with him you're gonna you're gonna have a surreal moment because he's been so much in our sphere for so long you know it's funny i was running to a family member and he made me laugh he's an older guy very successful he works at a uh an accountant firm right he's like a partner and i told him like hey i'm gonna do some gary He's like yo i don't i don't like that guy at all he's a, he's a snake oil salesman i think he's conning people you know what i mean and I get from the outside looking in how people can get there because it just sounds like you have a person telling you like, hey, you could do it too. Just follow these steps and it's super easy. You know what I mean? But after following for so long and if you really pay attention, you just realize that like, yeah, the opportunity is there, but it's very, very difficult. But if you put in the work in, you'll be better than where you started. You get what I'm saying? And for me, I've been following his business plan, like literally from 19, from 18 to now. Hence why me and you were speaking, um, this year I'm all about making more content, making more videos, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having more conversations like this. Because at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but every time I walk around, somebody got a phone in their hand and they're like this. You get what I'm saying? So that means that that's exactly where I need to be. I don't need to be on billboards. I need to be on TV. I got to be on the <laughs> phone when everybody's like this, staring at it. 
hundred percent. That is so true. I love that perspective. And that's one of the things that I've been pushing for. Um, took a little break from podcasting. Um, just had too much going on. And uh, as again, like building someone else's brand has kind of taken most of my time. So I was like, what I, what do I need to do? What do I enjoy doing? And mm-hmm. I was like, I enjoy podcasts. And I was like, I definitely got to get back into making content. And, and it was so fulfilling for me. So I was like, I got to get back into it. So I definitely get what you're saying in regards to that. Yeah, man. No, I, I totally get it. It's a tough balance because you want to do the thing that you're building, but you mm-hmm. also got to pay the bills, right? So you're trying to find this balance of how can I make both happen and not lose my mind while doing it, right? So I totally get it. And I think right now I'm at the place and I'm at a place where I have enough freedom and leeway Mm-hmm. to where I can do stuff like this. Okay. You know what I mean? I can it, I didn't I didn't go to work today, but if I was at work today, I would have been doing the the call in my office. Okay. I would have been doing it in my office. So I'm definitely at a place where I got tons of freedom, tons of um but you know how that is. That's that's mostly because I I'm somewhat in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to work your way until you're able to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, in the past where I wasn't necessarily, I kind of had to go around this mm. time. I, I got a little bit more responsibility, which hence a little bit more freedom. So what I tell people is, I mean, this is just the way that I see it. It's just take advantage of whatever your situation is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if you're able to make free time because, you know, you, you're running the ship, you're staring the ship, then make it happen. Nobody knows the difference, you know? Like, I've been spending, God, the last 10 years slowly building this, and mm-hmm. it's been slow. But because I've done that, now when I'm making these moves, it's like, oh, I've done this before, so I know exactly what to do. You know what I mean? And, hey, I ra- I'd rather go the slow road than the quick road, you know? Because I feel like it's almost like a marathon. So, like, this is why I tell people. So, if you had to... To run a sprint, right? It's not a big deal. But if you've never run before and all of a sudden you had to run a marathon, you're going to break down. There's no way you're going to be able to do it. So I feel like if you're slowly building those skills, then you have a better chance of being able to make it to the finish line than breaking down a mile in. You know what I mean? So, 100%. I'll say this. I've been, one of my big goals was to have reoccurring revenue that doesn't require my time. Yep. And like... I remember the first time like $5 hit my account. I ain't do jack. And that thing was so exciting. But 10 years later, like I can see the fruits of like more than $5 hit my account. That doesn't require my time. And it just goes back to what you're saying is that you just got to slow and steady, bro. Sometimes and 10 years is not even that long, really. But depends who you ask. I. I (laughs) And it depends the day you ask me. I definitely hear exactly what you're saying. But w- when you're in the middle of it, it feels like forever. Yeah. Yeah. But but I feel like consistent, like showing up every day, like what you've been doing. Like, of course, you do prints and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure like all of that is leading up to this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of that yeah. is leading up to this. I mean, like someone may not be able to like in the beginning connect prints to a um a sneaker project and, and if they did they'd think you're like designing the sneaker like your prints 
mm-hmm. but not like the ones that you're getting. You're getting something completely different. Mm-hmm. But nobody, a lot of people don't are not able to connect those dots. I think it has to do with just being open minded. And okay, so when I say that, like I don't know about you, but for me, I had like a vision, or a vision what I hope this would turn out to be. So, I, so I'm a graphic designer, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, if I want to be a fine artist, I got to paint. Lord, why do I have to paint? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm already creating the art prints, but I got to take a step back and figure out painting. And I thought that's the only way to do it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting the sneaker opportunities. And that's putting me closer to that fine art path I'm trying to go into. But I had no idea that would have been the thing, you know? So what I'm saying is I feel like if you're flexible with the things that come your way, you'll be shocked on like how you're able to finesse it and make it into something that you're trying to do. Does that make any sense? hundred percent, hundred percent. But you also got to be able to um, not romanticize it with what you thought it would have been. I think that's what a lot of us go through. Speak to I, that. I 110% agree. Cause I talk to people all the time about like, what they're trying to do with their art career or where they're trying to take their business. And it's kind of, and it's pretty much like it needs to be this ironclad. And this is another design friend that I have. And um, it's funny because we both started doing social media together. And um, when I was doing the art tutorials, he would check. He's like, Hey man, you're drawing, drawing Bart Simpson. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, don't you want to show people to do like illustrator and be looked at like, a higher tier teacher. And to me, it's like, hey, if this this is what people want to see, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stress out about it. And I feel like some of us are so concerned about what other people think that we'll shoot ourselves in the foot and, and not do anything rather than put some effort forward and try try different things and be open to seeing where it takes us. But you see, you know the funny I mean? the funny part is that like nobody's paying attention to that. No, nobody. Like and that, all all they're paying attention to is the fact that you did a mural with Spotify. The fact that you did something with V Friends. The fact that you did a sneaker project, a couple, a few sneaker projects. Like they don't. Nobody's paying attention that you drew Bart Simpson for somebody who left a comment. Like literally, no one's paying attention to that. And, yo, I totally agree with you. That's the mindset that I have. Is like. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, nobody cares. Everybody's focused on their own life. Create the best thing that you can create, put it out in the world, and just see what happens. And I feel like that was so freeing to me. And so uh, I was watching a, a lecture from Virgil, Virgil Abloh, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he was at NY, NYU. He's just talking about his design process, what, he, what he's doing, everything like that. And he said something that I really connected with. And he said that as soon as I realized that I could do as many projects as humanly pro- as humanly pro- possible, and if they were good, people would talk about it, and if they were terrible, nobody would talk about it. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do as many projects as possible. Why wouldn't I not do that? <laughs> Why am I scaling myself back when I could just do as much as possible, and if something doesn't hit, just make another design. Who cares? Make another design. And, that, and that's literally what I've been doing this year. Just I'm like, hey, does this make sense? I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Let's make it happen. Dude, I love this, man. I love this. All right, what's going on with the Lakers, bro? (laughs) 
that's a million dollar question. Um, man, I don't know what they're doing over there. I mean, I really wish they would have gotten DeMar DeRozan. I feel like I can't believe they picked Russell over DeMar. You know, I feel like that would have solved their uh, their problems. But the package, like, bro, and what you call it, Buddy Heal was in the package too. It would have been Demar and Buddy Heal because they would have been able to get the contract. Right, would have been able to cover Demar and Buddy Heal. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. You know, as far as trying to get Russell Westbrook, because you know, you think he'll be another primetime scorer. That'll be a point guard. But you know, LeBron needs shooters. He can't shoot. So I don't understand why they brought him down. But like I said, a lot of these decisions, LeBron has done better with worse, right? And a lot of people have been able to adapt their game. Me personally, I think the best uh I think the best team that LeBron has ever had was Chris Bosch. Hands down. I don't care what anybody says. He's the only player that joined that team and was able to adapt and play any position that they needed. I know I didn't know Chris Bosch can shoot. All of a sudden he's hitting threes. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I don't need to score. I could be a rebounder. And he played it so well. And he got two championships. They could have got three. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I, I just think what's happening right now is they're still playing the LeBron when he should do everything. And the man's 37. This is, like, he, can't, he, he, he cannot be the best player on your team. If he's the best player on your team, you're going to lose. It's really AD. It's supposed to be AD, bro. And then I don't know what's happening with him either, right? So, like... I'll give him the first two years because I'll say this. The bubble, okay, the bubble year and then the season right after, literally they had a three-week break. And he was already playing injured. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just wash that season. And then after that, the next season after that, I felt like it was super close anyway. So mm-hmm. I felt like this poor man has been playing injured with not a lot of rest. So, like, I get how that can happen. Everybody else, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I really don't know. crazy part is, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, Russell Westbrook is a is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but he plays just like LeBron. Like, those things just don't mesh. It's not a it's not a knock on Russell. It's not a knock on LeBron. They just those things don't work together. Plays they literally need the same thing. They yeah. need shooters, and so, it's, <laughs> and it's a poor man LeBron that's not going to make the good basketball decisions. So it's like. <laughs> It's tough, but I think, and then on top of it, when they did have shooters one mm. of the years in that in this experiment, mm. and they got rid of all of them because I think they had they had Melo, they had um, they had a few other shooters, but the better shooters they got rid of all of those yeah. and got a whole bunch of dudes that couldn't shoot. They got rid of KCP. Um, I don't know why they got rid of uh, God, the other ball dude that went to the Bulls. Oh my God, Lonzo. No, 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 no. Um, oh, oh, I know you're talking about Caruso. Yeah, they got rid of, you know, he played good defense. Mm-hmm. I know I know they gave poor Kuzma a hard time, but, like, I would have rather had Kuzma than uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was, like, they thought they needed to get rid of everybody because of age. But, like, and then when they brought everybody back, everybody was two years older. And <sighs> I don't know, man. And the league has changed. Even, even KD's having a hard time. Bro. Like that whole get three players and we block the league doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work don't, because don't. everybody's older and these young boys are. I don't know about you, but I didn't never think I'd see the Kings score 150 points. Bro. I almost dropped my phone when I saw that. The Couldn't NBA is 
one star to the most and fill the roster with shooters. That's what the NBA is right now. Look yeah. at look at the Jazz, bro. They literally got rid of their two best players and they're a better team because every single person on that team can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And they're hitting them. You know, <laughs> that's the most important part. You got to be able to knock them down. And then it's, I think also if you get rid of the stars, you got more cap space to get mm-hmm. more shooters. Right. You know, like, I think also, who's that specialize in shoot. And I think the average player every year is just much better than what they were 10 years ago. I don't care what anybody tells me. You know, I remember when I grew up playing basketball, it's like, oh, you're tall. Just just stay in the post. Now they got some dude out in like we're in France. That's like seven five shooting threes. I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching NBA 2K. There's no how does this exist? You know what I mean, dude? So I feel like the what, whole game has changed. What's amazing what? me about that dude is how he moves. Like yeah. he moves like a straight guard. You know, you ever seen like a big man? He's super tall and they just don't move right. Like this dude moves like a straight guard. Yeah, he's, which he's is insane to me. He, he's definitely been doing it from middle school to high school, and then he shot up, and he just kept Seven with it. Yeah, it's yo. I don't know what his official height is, but I just know no man that tall should be playing like that. The end. Mm. So let's jump into what's coming. Anything new that you can share? I know you do a lot yeah. of you know. What's, uh, what's what's on the horizon for Anderson Blue? Yeah, right now it's a Jeff Staple collab. That one's like that's another like legendary. Because. That's like street. That's like streetwear legend, bro. I'll tell you why this is crazy. Because when I first started, and I know we talked about when we first hired our clothing brands. I I went to a Jeff Staple lecture, and I'm trying like yo, I'm trying to get as much information out of this guy as possible so I can get started. You know what I mean? And um, just to get noticed by anybody like him like a person that's like an og in the game is such a big deal because mm-hmm. it almost feels like especially in streetwear that there's gatekeepers that just don't let people in you know like it's always the same characters that are in there so um being able to you know put my own spin on his character and do it the way i've been doing it for like the last five years and take my world and bring it into his and people are enjoying it is like I'm I'm super excited about it, and that NFT should be dropping probably next week or two weeks from now, but very very soon. And how it works is, if you hold any of his um, NFTs, right, then you're able to claim the print. It's like four versions. So the more NFTs you have, the better version. Not the better version, but the more rare the version you can get. And that's how they're doing it. And if you claim it you can also get a print to go with it. So you get the NFT. If you want the print, we'll send the print out to you. So now I have, you know, 1,200 people that might not have known who I was will now have my artwork either hanging in their digital wallet or hanging in their bedroom. So, you know, that's, I mean, as an artist, what more can you ask for, you know? Did he find you? How did that connection come about? Um, One of the people from his team. So Mm. the funny story is one of the people from his team that joined his uh, NFT project bought one of the sneakers i did like during the pandemic he bought uh one of the converse lemonade sneakers and then um i think the team was just looking like hey we want to do some collaborations with nfts to kind of keep the ball rolling he said hey man this guy anderson blue would make so much sense he's ready he's create sneaker art you're jeff staple you design sneakers and everything else in between 
let's make something happen and then that and that was it that's cool man that that goes to show you like um things that happened years ago good and bad can come back for you yeah man absolutely and 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 like i said it's i can't wait to see what happens after everything drops but um this is the direction i want to go and do more stuff like this collaborating with uh people in the streetwear scene and just collaborating with other businesses i love it bro um i'm super happy for you man that's freaking awesome man this, this, this is good stuff all right so we're about to close it down where can people go to find you and learn more about you yeah man uh bluedreams.com spelt just like my name b-l-u-u dreams.com uh or follow me on social media anderson underscore blue for ig and on the ig you have the link tree with everything on there and uh yeah I'll keep you guys up to date with what's going on with me all right sweet i'll put it in the show notes but bro i appreciate you thank you for jumping on the show man this has been awesome i'm looking forward to what we come up with the next few weeks yeah man absolutely absolutely thank you for listening to this week's episode feel free to leave a review on apple Podcasts because it really helps out the podcast Remember to check out my latest project, flyteddy.com. Until next time, be blessed.